you stay there, guys. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for this time together. Thank you for these few moments to come together around your word in your presence in the company of our brothers and sisters to receive from you, to exalt you in Jesus' precious name. We ask you for utterance, revelation, understanding. Give us all ears to hear and hearts to receive. Touch us, Father, we pray, with a new degree of real spiritual hunger. May we not be satisfied to stay where we are. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it all by faith. We say it is done and shall be so. And the church said amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Brother Kevin, I thought you were going to start preaching this morning. Hallelujah. Would you come and lead us in that song a little bit more? Just come on out here and praise the Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. And if the preach comes on you, man, <laughs> let her rip. Hallelujah. Let's stand together and worship the Lord some more.
Thank you, Lord. Father, you are so good. You are so great. You are so faithful. Thank you for all of your kindness. All of your great love to us. Your mercies that are truly new every morning. Thank you for your patience with us, Father. Your gentleness. We appreciate it. Glory to God. Why don't you lift your hands and bless Him one more time. We love you, Lord. Jesus, you are everything. Hallelujah. You are our first love. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And the church said amen. 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 Why don't you greet somebody in Jesus' name? Just tell them hello. God is good. And He loves you. Praise the Lord. We'll be seated. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You know, Smith Wigglesworth said about ministers that when you stand to minister, realize that you are ministering life. Not just some message, but life. His word is life. To those that find it, amen, Amen. and health to all their flesh. The word, as we sit in the anointing, and and the word, if we'll pull on it with our faith, it'll minister health to your physical body. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, healing was not a sideline issue with Jesus. Praise the Lord. It uh, It was central. Amen. Everywhere he went, went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, let's turn this morning to the book of Revelation, chapter 4. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you, Lord. And verse 5. It says, And out of the throne, I'm reading the King James, the Bible that Paul used. I know it's corny, but it still gets a laugh once in a while. (laughs) Out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. Mm -mm -mm. You know, there's some power around that throne. Amen? And we want to talk about the power of God. The power of God. Uh, The psalmist said, Lord, your greatness is unsearchable. Who is this God? Who is this inscrutable, omnipotent, the one one that dwells in the light that no man can approach unto? The one who, if he is seen by mortal eyes, The one that sees him would die. No man has ever seen God. Not his face. He is beyond what we can conceive. Hebrews said our God is a consuming fire. Hallelujah. He is the energy. And the power 
that produced and sustains the universe and everything in it. You know, it helps me to realize and think about when, when I'm, you know, believing God for providing for me. It helps me to understand that He's providing for every other living creature on the planet. You know, the blue whale is the largest creature. And uh, the blue whale has a tongue that weighs as much as a mature elephant. And he eats several tons of food a day. The blue whale does. That's quite an appetite, man. <laughs> Amen. And, and you know, uh, the Lord's providing for that whale. Amen. The psalmist said, you satisfy the desire of every living thing. And so, if he can provide for all the creatures in the sea, the at least 230,000 species in the oceans of the world. Glory to God. May I have an amen? amen? If he feeds every bird in the world. Woo! Glory to God. Randy, he can feed us. Hallelujah. I don't care how much Zach eats, man. He can... The Lord's up to the task. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we want to talk about His power. It says here that out of the throne proceeds lightnings and thunderings and voices. There's activity around that throne. Those four creatures cry, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And they do that, the scripture says, day and night, unceasingly. You know, he is so awesome, he just elicits praise from the whole creation. The trees of the field clap their hands. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Jesus said, if these don't praise me, the rocks will cry out. Glory to God. He's got to be praised. He's too great not to be praised. Oh, glory to God. We need to open our mouth and praise Him without reserve. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He is a mighty God. And that is a gross understatement. Human language fails at the attempt to describe His greatness and His glory and His majesty and His power. You come to the end of human language just like that. Praise the Lord. The word voices here in the Greek is a tone. In other places in the King James, it's translated a noise or a sound. Today's English version says it like this. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. Praise God. You know, you can look at it sort of like this, that at that throne, the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ are the nuclear energy that powers the whole universe. Amen. There's power. That is, that is the focal point of all the power in the universe. Praise the Lord. And so it's producing some lightnings, some rumblings, some thunder. <laughs> You ever been around a high-powered electric line? 
And you can just hear it humming. That's because that power was flowing through there. You ever been to a racetrack, see those funny cars and those dragsters pulling up to, to the starting line and they're just... There's power there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to a Colossians chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, He's powerful. He's almighty. He's unsearchable. No one can defeat Him. No one can challenge Him. There is no God but He. He's the only Creator. He is God. He is my Father. He's on my side. He's with me. He's in me. He's for me. Glory to God. Somebody say this. He's my provider. He's my protector. He's my forgiver. He's my teacher. He's my guide. I cannot fail. Nothing and no one can be against me. Glory to God. I tell you, the devil might as well get out of the way. Hallelujah. You know, if, if, if one puts a thousand to flight and two put ten thousand, the number of demonic persons, personalities that this group could send fleeing. <laughs> Man, we can clear the state of Missouri. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The devil is defeated. Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. Put them to shame openly. Triumphed over them in it. You know, uh, the Lord said to the devil way back in the Garden of Eden. He said, uh, the seed of the woman. And that's Jesus. Is gonna, you're going to bruise his heel. He's going to bruise your head. You know, if you want to kill a snake, just crush his head. And so the devil has had a massive migraine for about 2,000 years now. Hallelujah. <laughs> You know, the, the devil, he's, he's just everything evil, you know. If joy is good, and we know it is, it comes from the presence of the Lord. The devil has no presence of the Lord about him, so he has no joy. And if joy is our strength, then he has no strength. If courage is good, which we know it is, and the devil has none of that, so he's the biggest coward in the universe. And he's actually afraid of you, especially when you start saying crazy stuff, like, in the name of Jesus, and the devil goes, oh. He's, he's seeking shelter right now. He's, he's looking for a hiding place. Hallelujah. I, I used to hear uh, men of God like Lester Sumrall, Kenneth Hagin, years ago, you know, 30 years ago, 35 years ago, talking about you can come to the place in faith where... The devil uh, gets nervous when you come around. And I was just starting to hear that kind of stuff, you know, so it made me nervous for them to even talk like that, you know. The devil getting nervous about me coming around, I'm nervous when he comes around. 
But after a while, when you, you learn, you know, who you are in Christ and what Jesus did to the devil and the power that's been given to us and the authority, you come to the place where you just laugh at the devil. Amen. Wait a minute. Let me, let me check the devil and see how he's doing. He ain't doing too good. Praise the Lord. He's very depressed. <laughs> and he knows where he's going. Amen. You know, whenever the devil starts coming around and telling you about your faults, interrupt him and say, wait, wait, wait. My faults. My, man, you got some nerve. Let's talk about your faults. Let's talk about what you did. You rebelled against God the Father. And you were kicked out of heaven. And you've been tormenting mankind and the church of God ever since. And you're on your way to hell. You're going to be bound a thousand years. Put in chains. Clink, clink, clink. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I tell you, he won't, he won't stay around. He will not stay around. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Where were we before y'all interrupted me? <laughs> Colossians chapter 1 and verse 17. Talking about Jesus. He is before all things. And by Him all things consist. Jesus is holding together all things. You know, a lot of times it escapes us how really great Jesus is. Because Jesus, you know, created the worlds with the Father. Jesus is creator. John's Gospel, chapter 1, says in Without him was not anything made that was made. Jesus was there. Praise the Lord. If you uh, ever get a chance, read Proverbs chapter 8 and study it out a little bit. It's wisdom uh, in the first person talking. And scholars believe that, that uh, a lot of that 8th chapter of Proverbs is the second person of the Godhead the Lord Jesus Christ talking. And uh, it talks about that Jesus, during the period of the, the time of creation of the world, that he rejoiced in what the Father was, was doing. Hallelujah. Creating with the Father and rejoicing in what was happening. Rejoicing when man was formed out of the dust of the ground and, and the breath of God came into him. Praise God. So, so Jesus is creator, not just a nice teacher that came along and, and died a sacrificial death and uh, went back to heaven. Amen? He is almighty God, the Lord Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega. Glory to God. Amen? Let's go to... Um, Isaiah chapter 40, and put this up please in the New Living Translation again, beginning at verse 12, and we'll read all the way down through verse 31. Praise God. Who else has held the oceans in his hand? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? We're talking about the power of God now. Who else knows the weight of the earth? Or has weighed the mountains and hills on a scale? Who is able to advise the Spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice or teach him? Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? 
Does he need instruction about what is good? Did someone teach him what is right or show him the path of justice? No. For all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. They are nothing more than dust on the scales. He picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of sand. All the wood in Lebanon's forests and all Lebanon's animals would not be enough to make a burnt offering worthy of our God. Boy, he was exalting the Lord, wasn't he? The nations of the world are worth nothing to him. In his eyes they count for less than nothing, mere emptiness and froth. Let's stay on that verse just a moment, please. When it says the nations of the world are worth nothing to him, that means when they are in opposition to him. Uh, he, the, the nations of the world, no nation or, 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 or a coalition of nations could challenge the Lord put all their armies together, put all their arsenals together. Amen? And, and he who sits in the heavens would laugh at that. Praise the Lord. We know that he loves the world so much that he sent Jesus. In his eyes, they count for less than nothing. Somebody say less than nothing. Now that's pretty insignificant. That means compared to the, the Lord and His power, the Lord and His kingdom, the Lord and His rule. Hallelujah. When compared to the nations of the world, not only is He far greater, they are less than nothing. And the devil offered Jesus... All these kingdoms and the glory of them, if you'll just worship me. And Jesus said, no. No way. The Lord had already promised Jesus a kingdom. Amen? And, and he, he was going to get that kingdom. Praise the Lord. Next verse. To whom can you compare God? What image can you find to resemble him? Can he be compared to an idol formed in a mold, overlaid with gold, and decorated with silver chains? Or if people are too poor for that, that is to have a gold idol with silver chains, they might at least choose wood that won't decay and a skilled craftsman to carve an image that won't fall down. Haven't you heard? Don't you understand? Are you deaf to the words of God? The words He gave before the world began? Are you so ignorant? God sits above the circle of the earth. The people below seem like grasshoppers to Him. He spreads out the heavens like a curtain and makes His tent from them. He judges the great people of the world, and brings them all to nothing. That is, those that oppose him. They hardly get started, barely taking root, when he blows on them and they wither. The wind carries them off like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? asks the Holy One. Look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. O Jacob, that's a term for the church, the people of God. How can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? O Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak 
or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. And I believe that by the Spirit of the Lord, I'm impressed that that there are those present who have been discouraged. Maybe you've been facing challenges, financial, relationship, and it's discouraged you. Maybe, Maybe sickness in your body. Pain gets real old pretty quick. But the Lord wants to give power to the faint and the weak this morning and strength to the powerless. Amen? He lifts up those that be bowed down. Praise the Lord. Next verse. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. On that verse, even youths will get grow weary, get tired. I remember one time uh, my, my daughters said, Dad, take us to the skating rink. Take us to the skating rink. And they kept asking, kept asking until I said, okay, let's go. Well, they wanted to go to that skating rink. And so we got to the skating rink and I said, well, I'm here. I might as well skate. Hallelujah. So we got our skates on. Praise the Lord. And you know, I'm not the greatest skater, but I started, you know, skating around that rink. And I was getting into it. Praise the Lord. After a while, I was was going pretty good. I forgot about the girls. I don't care what they're doing, man. I'm skating. Hallelujah. And you ever see these uh, these speed ice skaters? You ever see that? When they, I forget which arm they hang down, but they one arm's behind the back and one's hanging down, and they're kind of putting one one foot over another one like that around that corner like that. I was doing all that, man. I, I, I was I was going, hallelujah. <clears throat> And I got going real fast. I don't know how fast, 20, 25 miles an hour, whatever you do on skates. And uh, I I looked up, and there's a four-year-old in front of me. I'm about to pile into him. So I did this, and he went. The Lord helped me. (laughs) And I'm into this skating, man. I'm having a good time. and one of the girls, I hear, I hear him, Dad, can we go home now? I said, what? We're just getting started here. They had got tired already. The youths had grown weary and fainted. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But the Lord will lift us up. Let's go. What's the last verse say? 31, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. Somebody say, I will not grow weary. The Lord strengthens me. Hallelujah. They will walk and not faint. Praise the Lord. Let's go uh, to the book of Genesis now and consider God's power in creation. Book of Genesis chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad you know the Lord? Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1. You know the power that was in operation at creation, it dwarfs every other display of power. I mean, just hands down. When you start considering the the power that it took to create 
a universe with hundreds of billions of stars in 24 hours. It just, it just causes the mind to kind of go, go blank, you know. And the mind has to shut down and the heart has to kneel down and worship. Praise the Lord. But um, it is so far greater, the power at creation, than, say, the power to raise the dead. You know, it is, it is nothing to the Lord to raise the dead. Absolutely nothing to Him. He doesn't even have to get up or concentrate or do anything to raise the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. Seems like some of the dead were raised accidentally when Jesus died on the cross. The power at the cross was so great. You know, there was an earthquake. The sun quit shining. And people that had been dead, dead got up out of the graves and went in, into Jerusalem and appeared to many. I mean, I'm, I guess that was quite a surprise, you know. Some guys in, in Jerusalem, you know, making his tent or whatever he did at the marketplace. And out of his peripheral vision, he's, he knows that someone's coming toward him. And, and they get close and he looks up and it's, it's Aunt Elizabeth. You know, that's died 40 years ago. Aunt Elizabeth. What happened? I don't know. I just came out of the grave. They say that's the Messiah that's dying on the cross out there on the hillside. I believe it. Praise the Lord. But His power at creation is, is absolutely staggering. Verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. This was day one, 24 hours, He created a planet, planet earth. Now some folks say that the days in Genesis chapter 1 represent long ages of time. Well, you can believe that if you want to. It really doesn't minimize His creative power in any way whatsoever. Because how many planets could the human race create given unlimited amounts of time? Amen? Praise the Lord. The human race could never create a planet and set it out there in orbit. Give them a 10 billion years. They can't do it. Praise the Lord. But anyway, I believe these are 24-hour days. And in 24 hours, he created this vast planet. The power behind that is incomprehensible. It, there's just no way to, to grasp it. Amen. On the fourth day, verse 14, God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. Praise God. Now, this is the creation of the stars and the sun and the moon. The 125 billion galaxies that they say are out there. The Lord used 49 words if you use the King James Version. And with 49 words and 24 hours, He created the universe. Hallelujah. Somebody say, He is a mighty God. There is no shortage of power. There is no shortage of ability with Him. There is nothing that is even difficult for Him. 
He can turn the situation around in an instant. Hallelujah. If He created a universe in six days, what can He do in our lives in six decades? Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. We need to let our faith rise up that God will work on our behalf. May I have an amen? Amen. He can easily provide a job for you. Easily cancel debt. Glory to God. Easily remove disease with with a slight touch of His power. Glory to God. You know, he formed man out of the dust of the ground. I guess he made a sculpture out of the mud. And I guess he walked up to it and just breathed on that mud and it went, glory to God. (laughs) Hallelujah. And Adam opened his eyes and looked right at the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, if he can breathe on dirt and cause it to become a living human being, a living human being perfectly healthy, we're already living human beings, most of us in here. We're already living human beings. How easy is it for him to just just breathe a little breath and repair Repair whatever's wrong. Amen? And I believe the Lord wants to touch us with His power today. Right now. Hallelujah. Oh, if it falls on you while you're sitting in your chair and you can't help yourself, just light out. Glory to God. Take off. Do whatever the Spirit of God prompts you to do. I remember I was in a church service one time, way, way back when we were real young in the Lord. And uh, this was the first time that the Holy Spirit came on me real strong. And uh, we had a, a visiting minister at the church, big Assembly of God church, about 6,000 members. And uh, I was back in the congregation about midway in the midway back and right in the center. And this visiting minister, before he preached, he, he, he sang a song about heaven. And boy, when he started singing, oh, he had such a voice. As, as soon as he opened his mouth and sang the first two words, there was a collective, oh, from the whole congregation, just anointed, just beautiful. So I'm sitting there just listening to him uh, sing about heaven. And oh man, I started feeling good. Hallelujah. (laughs) Just enjoying the presence of God. And then the Holy Ghost hit me in the top of my head. And it felt kind of like real gentle spiritual electricity. And, and, and the Spirit of God fell on me, and I just started, I was trembling all over, sitting down, just trembling. I'm saying, man, glory to God. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. If that happened to me now, I'd know what to do. I'd just take off running. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I didn't know what else to do, so I just stood up, and I raised my hands, only one and. 2,000 people standing up and I'm, I'm shaking like this. Tears coming out of my eyes. And he finished with the song and I sat down. Glory to God. Amen. You know, he's, got, he's so powerful. He has to be very, very gentle with us. If he showed up strong enough in here right now, all of us would be on our face and wouldn't want to leave. And if it was strong enough, we wouldn't even be able to get up. Amen. He's mighty God, 
Mighty God. Mighty God. So on the fourth day, he created the universe in 24 hours. Praise God. Let's, uh, let's go to 1 Thessalonians, please. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 4. Oh, somebody say, I love you, Father. Glory to God. Let's consider for a couple of minutes his power that, that's going to that's gonna, um, be exercised when Jesus comes back. When that trumpet sounds and uh, the Lord himself comes down. Let's read about it here, beginning at verse 13, 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Or you could say them which have already gone home to be with the Lord. That you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again... Even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Say that with me. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Say it again. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. Mm -mm. To meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Now let's go over to uh, 1 Corinthians 15. You know, I used to think that the, the uh, devil and God the Father were almost equal opposites. You know, they were like two big gladiators in a, in a ring, you know. Two heavyweights in the octagon. You're slugging it out. God the Father hits the devil and the devil stumbles back. And the devil recovers and, and, and comes back and hits God the Father and God the Father stumbles back. The Lord's winning, but it's a tough battle. No, 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 no. Nothing could be further from the truth. Amen? The devil is a created being. Amen? He takes up no more space than you or I do. He might be taller, you know, being a former angel. He might be eight, nine feet tall. I don't know. But uh, so what? He's a defeated nine-footer. Hallelujah. He's a weak, pathetic nine-footer. Amen. And our shield of faith can quench everything he tries to do. Praise God. But look at it like this. Um. Comparing God to the devil now. The, the scripture says the devil is the prince and power of the air. That is his habitation, his abode, his sphere of activity is in the atmosphere around this earth. Amen? And from that vantage point he torments mankind. Well, if, if you... We've seen pictures of the earth from the moon and the earth looks about the size of a blue and white softball now we know the moon is 240,000 miles away from the earth so if we backed up to the sun 93 million miles away and looked back and tried to see planet earth you couldn't even see it it would be an invisible speck in the blackness of space The devil is on that speck. 
And God our Father fills up the universe. Jesus said when he rose from the dead, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. How much does that leave for the devil? Mm. We've made the devil too big and God too small. The newest believer... If he only knew it, could take authority over the devil and put him to to flight every single time. Amen. Amen. May I have an amen? amen? Now the scripture says we're seated together in heavenly places with Christ. And it goes on to describe that position. As being far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named. Brother Gary, you're sitting there with Jesus and so are the rest of us. Far above. Somebody say far above. Hallelujah. We're up there with Jesus and the devil's trapped down there on that invisible speck. Hallelujah. He is beneath our feet, far beneath our feet. Glory to God. We don't have to be nervous about the devil. May I have an amen? Amen. But he does get nervous when we come around. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now let's think about this for a minute. We'll close in just a moment. People who study human population say that approximately 69 to 110 billion people have lived on the planet up to this point. 7 billion populated right now. Of that 7 billion about 2.1 to 2.3 billion, or a little over 30%, uh, subscribe to Christian beliefs. That, that includes all denominations, Christian denominations, Catholic, Lutheran, Episcopalian, non-denominational. One Christian statistician said that there are 640 million Spirit-filled believers on the earth. That's totally cool. Amen? But if let, let's, let's use that 30% figure, since that's what it is right now. And let's, for ease of calculation, let's use not 69 billion or 110 billion. Let's use 100 billion that have lived on the planet up to this point. And 30% of that would be 30 billion. Okay? 30 billion. And let's take off another 10 billion that, that are Christian in name only and not truly born again. We do understand that because we go to church, that doesn't make us a Christian. Amen? Amen. Billy Graham said going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than walking into a garage makes you a car. (laughs) Amen. So we got 20 billion left. 20 billion that have lived on, on this planet and died in faith. So that means if the dead in Christ are going to rise. That means when Jesus comes back in the clouds and that trump sounds, I wonder what that's going to sound like. I bet you the whole earth is going to hear that trumpet play. Hallelujah. (laughs) 
and 20 billion bodies are going to come out of the grave, out of the ocean. I guess they'll just be washed up on the shore with a wave and stand up and say, Glory, hallelujah. <laughs> 20, 20 billion. Somebody say 20 billion. Simultaneously raised from the dead by the power of God. Do we believe this? And then, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, according to 1 Corinthians 15, those 20 billion will be changed from mortal to immortal. Just like this. We're talking about power. Somebody say power. Power. The power of God. God. It's inexhaustible. inexhaustible. Glory to God. And He doesn't get weary. He doesn't faint. And if we hang out with Him, we'll kind of by osmosis. Amen. Some of that power will get off on us. I like what Kenneth Hagin used to say. He said, you cannot go into the presence of God and spend time in prayer without taking some of that presence with you when you go. Glory to God. He gets off on you. Amen. And then we'll all lift off from the planet by the power of God. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord wants to touch us by His power this morning. Praise God. Let's stand together, please. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to lay hands on, on folks. And, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to believe that when hands are laid on you, the power of God touches you. Amen? I want to call for, for two categories of people. If you've been a little discouraged, I want you to come. And, and if you are believing God for a touch in your body, I want you to come. But here's the thing. We want to come in faith. We want to come in faith. No other way of coming will produce any results. Amen? And so here's the way we're going to do it. You guys in the first, the first sections right here, if there's anyone in here that wants to come, if you would, don't, don't come straight down the aisle here. If you would go back to the first break and make, make your way to the sides. And, uh, and then they'll, they'll direct you from there. Praise the Lord. We'll split the sanctuary down the middle. Those on this side will go to this wall. And those on this side, this wall. Praise the Lord. And, and here's what we want. If you listen and say amen.